This is the Artisan CEO Podcast, Season 3, Episode 11. On this episode, we'll be talking about the concept of masterminds. We'll be covering what they are, why I joined one, and what to look for in a mastermind that you are considering signing up for. Welcome to the Artisan CEO, where the art of photography meets the business of profits. This is where strategy and craftsmanship coexist so that you can run a creative business that supports a life you love. I'm your host, Abby Grace, and I promise to give it to you straight. Today is one of those days where I am especially grateful to be a small business owner. I'm always grateful. I mean, you know, I'd be lying if I said there weren't moments of panic where you're like, ah, would it be easier to go back and get a corporate job? (laughs) Maybe easier, maybe not, I don't know, but certainly less fulfilling. But we got an invitation from a family member on Monday to come down to North Carolina to Bald Head Island and hang out for a few days. And uh, we said yes, and then we were in the car like, you know, 16 hours later. So I am recording this episode with wet hair because I went to the pool this morning with my son. Both my kids are sleeping and I have set up a temporary recording studio in the playroom that consists of three patio furniture cushions made into this like half cube so that it dampens the sound. But if it sounds different than our normal podcast quality, that is why. Because we are at the beach, because we have a small business that allows us to say yes to spur of the moment things. So just super grateful. But today we are talking about masterminds. And I'm really excited about this because the mastermind that I'm part of has been, I feel like it sounds cliche to say life-changing, but it has certainly been mindset changing and like worldview changing. And I am so grateful. So when we entered the world of online launching in 2016, and by launching, I mean creating, promoting, and releasing content in an online capacity. So the the first launch was fantastic that we did in January of 2016. That was actually what ended up leading to Matt being able to leave his day job. But uh, it only took four, sorry, two more, two more launches that followed a very similar format. So three launches total. It took three launches for me to get really bored. Uh, it was, we had this sort of formula. It wasn't even really a formula because a formula implies that you can input different variables. No, this was like, I knew that two times four equals eight, but I couldn't tell you why. So I was afraid to change anything about the process to get anything other than eight, because like, that's the only way I knew how to use that particular function. Um, and I was afraid I would break the system if we changed anything like this one works, don't change anything because I didn't really understand the theory of launching. I just knew that this one tactic works. So it's kind of the difference between strategy and tactic. Like I understood the tactic. I didn't understand the strategy behind it. And because we weren't changing up the process each time, we just did the same thing each time, people got bored, our audience got bored, and they, they tuned out because they'd heard the message three times now, uh, which then meant that each successive launch earned less than the one before. By the time we closed cart, and by closed cart, I mean, there, there are kind of two general different launch models. There's evergreen launching, which is products that are always available. And then there's open closed carts called a pressure launch. And that's like, it's only like registrations only open for one week. Um, and that's how we used to launch was open and closed cart. So by the time we closed cart on our third or fourth launch, I was totally over it. I did not want to launch anything again anymore because I, I just felt like we were boring our audience to tears. I started dreading the very idea of releasing new products. I cringed every time Matt brought up the idea of a new product because I knew I would then have to write the launch material to get it out into the world. 
And I don't need to tell you that when you dread a task, it often doesn't receive your best effort because you're procrastinating. And and then the cycle of that self-fulfilling prophecy begins like, oh, I didn't want to do it because I knew it was going to be bad. And then I didn't give it my best effort. And so therefore it was bad. And like, I knew that would happen. It's like, yeah, self-fulfilling prophecy. So then I noticed a friend in another industry was opening and closing cart on a regular basis and she was crushing it. I couldn't look away from her launches. They were engaging. Her messaging was fresh every time. She wasn't lather, rinse, repeating like we were. From the outside looking in, her numbers were impressive. Um, and, And the whole thing didn't have the formulaic feel that I had come to hate about our own launches. So I started asking her a few questions about her strategy, and she shared that her business coach inside this mastermind that she was part of had been really helpful in processing and vetting ideas and giving her benchmarks as reference points. Um, Not that the coach was spoon-feeding her a launch plan, but almost like she had a guide to help her gut check her plans. Um, Someone that she could call up when things weren't going well, who could be like, okay, now try this. Like, okay, don't freak out. This point at every launch is always bad. You always think things are going, just just someone that you can bounce ideas off of, someone who challenged her to look at things from an evidence-based standpoint instead of going based off of feelings, which is 100% what I had been doing. So we started asking her some more launch-specific questions and, and realized that launching itself probably wasn't my enemy here, that maybe I just needed to learn more about the strategy itself so that I could grow beyond two times four equals eight. Uh, and she came back when I started asking more questions. She came back with abs. I think you really just need to join this mastermind. Like, I think this is the solution. Like, I can give you these answers, but it's only going to be giving you more like, oh, okay, two times three equals six. And Two times nine equals 18. But if you still don't understand the strategy behind why that math formula works, you will only ever be able to do things with those very limited number of equations that you have. So after doing some research and weighing the pros and the cons and the hefty price tag that came with this particular mastermind, we finally took the leap in March of 2021. And it has been one of the best decisions we've made for our business. Real quick, photographers, are you tired of lather, rinse, and repeating the same tired collection of forgettable photos from one brand session to the next? If you're ready to turn yawn-worthy galleries into the sort of results that thrill your clients and get you both noticed, then you're definitely going to want to join me for my free training, The Backstage Secret to Scroll-Stopping Brand Photography. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or you're just getting started out in the world of branding, this session is for you. I'll teach you my number one strategy for crafting stories that resonate with your clients and their audience, which is the biggest secret behind creating galleries that not only look stunning, but also drive engagement and sales for your clients, which, spoiler alert, is what keeps them coming back for additional sessions in the future. Because as brand photographers, purposeful matters more than pretty, but who says you can't have both? Our job is to think like a marketer and shoot like an artist, but you have to have both pieces of that equation. And learning to approach with the mindset of a strategist, that changes everything. So if you're raring to say goodbye to cliche galleries that simply repeat what's already clogging your Pinterest and social media, and hello to a method that drives brand loyalty and real bottom line growth, then head on over to abbygrace.co slash training. That's abbygrace.co slash training. It's time to leave those forgettable, smiling at a laptop photos in the dust in favor of a more tailored approach that's going to leave your clients obsessed and already planning for their next shoot with you. One more time, that's abbygrace.co slash training. I'll see you in class. 
So the purpose of this episode isn't to promote the particular mastermind that I joined. This episode is meant to be a vote for masterminds in general, because even though the term is kind of a buzzy one, you heard a lot, I still meet people who aren't entirely sure what a mastermind is, which means that they don't know what to look for when they're considering joining one in the future. I'm not blasting the name of the group that I'm part of because I don't want you to get hung up on like this particular mastermind or that particular brand name. I want you to consider whether this model of education is a good fit for you. Um, By all means, if you are curious about the group that I'm part of, please feel free to shoot me a DM. I'm happy to share. I'm not being cagey. I just don't want to box you in by putting one group on a pedestal and making you think that you have to join that one in order to find success with a mastermind. So let's define that term real quick. A mastermind is a group of like-minded professionals who come together to share best practices and learn from one another. There is typically a leader or a founder who acts in some sort of coaching capacity. And in addition to coaching individuals within the mastermind, they are also there to facilitate discussion and idea sharing among the members of the group. And the idea is that the power of the collective is greater than any one individual. It's actually greater than the sum of the individual parts added together. And and it's greater than any individual could achieve on their own. And when done well, masterminds are an incredibly powerful and effective model if it's the right time in your business for one. More on that in a minute. So masterminds can vary in format depending on the one that you're looking to join. I have seen groups specifically for photographers. I've actually seen one specifically for brand photographers. Uh, there are ones for wedding photographers. You could you could find a mastermind that's dedicated to a particular industry, like one that's for wedding industry professionals, but maybe has like a photographer and a planner and a makeup artist and a, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, there are groups that are geared specifically towards funnel builders. There are even high-level masterminds for seven-figure influencers. You can get really niched down here if you want to. They also vary in size. Some groups are kept small with 10 to 12 people and then one coach at the head, and others are much larger with several coaches inside the program and 50 to 100 members. The format of how and when groups meet also isn't set in stone. Uh, some we- Some of them meet weekly, some of them do bi-weekly meetings, monthly meetings, some of them do in-person activities, Actually, I feel like most masterminds have some kind of in-person element, even if it's just a once-yearly get-together. Some masterminds are a fixed-length program, like a six-month term, like everybody starts at the same time and ends at the same time. And then others are ongoing, and uh, you sign up for a chunk of time, and then you renew it if you want to continue on in the group with like a rolling admissions kind of thing based on however many openings there are in the group. The investment is also going to differ wildly from one group to the next. Generally, the higher the performer who's running the group, the person whose name is associated with it, the higher the investment is going to be. And part of the assumption there is that someone with a track record of big-time earnings is going to be able to teach you how to earn more yourself. There are certainly free versions of masterminds. I mean, you could go out and start your own unpaid group today if you wanted to, but I have found that the adage where people pay, they pay attention – tends to hold true here. When you find a mastermind that you're excited to be part of, the investment is a sacrifice. And I'm speaking from experience here, guys. The one that we're part of is, it is the most expensive line item on a month-to-month basis for our business. But that sacrifice can help you take more advantage of the resources that are available to you to make sure that you're getting your money's worth. Cal Newport talks about that in his book, Deep Work. He calls it uh, the grand gesture, like how when J.K. Rowling needed to finish the seventh Harry Potter book that she rented out uh, like a $1,500 a night hotel room and then just went there and worked during the day because like the amount of 
sacrifice that it required made she was having such such a hard time buckling down and getting it finished and then when she started paying for this hotel room that all of a sudden it was like oh my gosh I'm paying $1,500 a night for this I really need to get some work done here it's kind of like maybe this isn't you but I have so many free PDFs sitting in my downloads folder on my computer that I have never used probably never even opened But the courses that I've paid for and the Canva templates that I've purchased, those do get used. Maybe not to their full capacity. Maybe I don't complete every course that I've enrolled in, but I have more skin in the game with them. So I'm more likely to work toward the outcome that I'm after because I had to give away something valuable in order to obtain them. When is the right time to invest in a mastermind, though, versus some other avenue of education? In Season 1, Episode 9, How to Level Up Your Skills, I walk through the ascending sort of tiers of education on the market and when each category might be most appropriate. I'm going to generalize here, but I do not really recommend a mastermind for someone who is still trying to find their sea legs. If you are still in the trenches of learning how to use your camera, um, if you're brand new to owning a photography business, then a mastermind is probably going to be more than you need because it's going to assume a certain level of proficiency that you may not have yet. So a mastermind is better suited for folks who have their feet underneath them, who have a firm grasp on the ins and outs of their industry and their vocation, but who are looking to take things up a notch to reach for what's next, even if they're not quite sure what that looks like yet. You might choose a mastermind that's focused on a particular area of business that you're hoping to grow in. The group I'm part of is specifically focused on the digital marketing aspect of business ownership. So we talk about funnels, opt-ins, launches, conversion stats, paid ads, earned media, course creation, and a lot more. But if I have questions about something specifically photography related, like, oh, I'm thinking about, uh, I don't know, upgrading from the Canon R6 to the R5, Does anyone have any thoughts? That's not the group to ask because there's only like one or two other photographers in the group. So I would need to find a different group to go to. Um, Maybe you want to find a group that's focused on your industry, like a mastermind for photographers, for example. The important thing to know is why are you looking? What are you hoping to get out of the experience? How will you know if your investment was worth it or not? I do not recommend a mastermind if you're in the headspace of something in my business isn't working, but I'm not sure what it is because a mastermind's not necessarily going to help you fix that. That is where I would recommend a coach or a mentor, someone, some kind of one-on-one relationship where someone can take an in-depth look at your business and help you diagnose why you feel like things aren't working. But a mastermind isn't a magic pill to fix a failing business. It's a tool that you can use to grow intentionally, but it's up to you to discern what general direction your business needs to grow instead of hoping the group will figure it out for you. Maybe you've decided you're ready to look for a mastermind, but you're not sure where to start other than just Googling masterminds for photographers or masterminds for creative industries or whatever. So the best place to start is to ask people that you respect, uh, other businesses that you admire. Ask them if they have a mastermind that they would recommend, maybe one that they've been a part of or one that they've heard great things about. Some people never share publicly about the fact that they're in one, but maybe it's something they're happy to disclose in a one-on-one conversation. Another place to look is your favorite educators or leaders. Ask if they have a mastermind, if they host one. They may have a group that you've never heard of, or maybe they're planning to open one in the months to come. If you're referred to a mastermind with someone that you have never heard of, maybe a friend or an industry peer gave you the recommendation, you need to do your research before signing up. 
sometimes the word of the person who referred you, sometimes there's someone that you like admire and respect and their word is enough. Like if Mary Morantz told me to sign up for somebody else's education, I would take her word for it because she's brilliant and I have looked up to her for a long time and I would trust her. But if it's someone I meet at a conference, someone I'm not as familiar with, I don't know their business, I don't know what kind of experience they've had, what sort of success they're seeing, and they recommend to me a mastermind that I've also never heard of, that is where I would start doing some more research. I would look into what the mastermind leader offers, what kind of things they sell, see what sort of social proof I can find as to whether those offers have been successful. I would be interested in what kind of circles they run in, what other, what other minds are they collaborating and brainstorming with. I want to know who they've worked with, um, what other sort of accomplishments and successes that they've had. And then I would see if I can chat with someone who's actually been in the mastermind and ask about any specific wins that they have had as a result. Like, was it worth the cost of admission? What did you get out of this that you could not have done if you were not in this mastermind? And this is where you pay attention because I don't want to just pay to be part of a mastermind with someone who hypes me up, maybe like a big name in the industry and, they've, and they, they're like really popular on social media and they offer a mastermind. And it's like, but is it actually any good? I don't know. That's why I want to talk to someone who was in it and see how it went for their business. I don't want to just pay to be part of a group that hypes me up and fills me with a bunch of hot air. Not that that's necessarily correlated with big names in the industry at all. I just, it's on you to do, because especially with how expensive these groups can be, you have to do your research before you join. I want someone who can teach me how to think differently, how to broaden my scope of possibility, someone who can tell me how to reach higher and accomplish more than I've done in the past. I don't just want bragging rights of like, oh, I was in so-and-so's mastermind because it sounds good. I want to actually walk away with practical tactical know-how to grow my business. I'm also interested in how the mastermind leader thinks they can help me earn my investment back and then more. This is something I asked my coach on my interview call. Um, Like I mentioned, it's a hefty investment for the mastermind I'm part of. It is the most expensive investment we've ever made for our business by far. And I was really scared of the cost. So when my friend was like, Abs, I think you need to just join this mastermind. I was like, that's easy for you to say, but like, oh my gosh, that's a huge line item. So I, that, that was the biggest hesitation for me was the cost. So I wanted to hear from the coach where she has seen other people make that money back as a result of what they learned in the mastermind or maybe ideas that they came up with or fixes that she's helped people make that then went on to make them back the cost of their tuition plus more. In case you're curious, the group that I am part of, like I said, it's it's focused on digital marketing and it draws people from all different industries. It is capped at 100 members, which I don't know how much coach does it. I can barely maintain like three deep female friendships and she's coaching like 100 people over Voxer. Uh, but those 100 members, they're is so much breadth in terms of backgrounds and industries and reach and education, business structure, so much more. I am one of two or three photographers in the group. There are a few folks who run Facebook ad agencies, a couple of social media agency owners, someone who sells resources for Disney vacations. We've got a makeup artist, a couple of tech specialists, authors, literary agents, designers, several coaches, um, as in like people, members of the mastermind who run coaching businesses. There are also three to four coaches for the group members. It's like part of what you're paying for. In general, there's just like a lot of coaching going on over there. And way more way more business owners than I can currently remember because, again, there's a hundred of them. And some of the members, what they do is so high level, I'm not even quite sure how to describe what they do. So 
So in our mastermind, we have weekly calls, which are usually focused on one area of marketing that's come up among the members lately, or maybe we're discussing new developments when some new piece of technology drops like chat GPT. We had several calls about that. I'm sure we'll have a call about threads coming up soon. I also have the opportunity to sign up for hot seats with my coach to get her eyes on my business in addition to the Voxer coaching that she offers. If I want like 20 minutes of uninterrupted time, 20 or 25, I can't remember, um, for us to just sit there on Zoom and like zing back and forth like, here's my plan for this launch. What do you think? Or I'm having a lot of trouble perfecting this offer. How could I do this better? Why am I struggling? Blah, blah, blah. The, the, the hot seats are amazing. I don't do as many of those as I should. Actually, note to self, I need to go sign up for one after this. I also have the ability to chat back and forth with her passively day-to-day via Voxer, which has been awesome. Um, And then we do have a couple of meetups per year where we spend a full week learning from one another and from our coach with classroom-style presentations and roundtables and amazing conversations over meals. I'm actually heading out to an informal CEO week with my mastermind people next week, and I cannot wait. That is going to be a week of co-working and late night idea sessions. And last year, I actually walked away with an idea that ended up turning into our latest course release for Lighting the Brand Sessions. There's just a lot of genius in that room. I am, when I when I went to my first in-person get-together with my mastermind, I told my husband, not in like a like self-deprecating kind of way, but I was like, I'm going to be one of the dumbest people in the room. And I'm actually really excited about that. Like, I I had been used to going to events with like industry peers or going to events as a speaker. So like pouring out and I was just really excited to sit there and absorb and not and I was like, I'm not going to have anything to offer these people. And that's okay. Like it's just a very different experience for me. And that turned out not to be true. I, I, I have a lot to offer, but it's really cool being in a room full of brilliant business owners. And that like sort of question that hangs over your head, like, why am I here? You're there for a reason. You are there for a reason, but it's it's a good, humbling feeling, and I have come to love that. I love that this format of education, the mastermind model, that it brings together so many different perspectives, which means that there are always new ideas being brought to the table. I got bored after our first few launches because I was simply repeating the same structure that everyone else in our industry was also using, which meant it was predictable and felt like old news. But with a group this large and this varied, it means that folks are trying new and fresh approaches to their business week in and week out. And as they're sharing what's worked and what's failed, because all of us have those big failures that you don't want to post anywhere on social media, but you're like, I need to talk to someone about this to help me figure out what went wrong. This is a safe place for that. And I love that. And so as they're sharing successes and failures, I can pick up new ideas for my own business without simply pulling from the same tired list of tactics from within my own industry. Maybe you caught the four-episode private podcast series that I did last spring. It was called Unsinkable Marketing. We can link that in the show notes if you want to go take a look to take a look at it. You'll have to opt in with your email address. But that was an idea that came from somebody in my mastermind. So we used that private podcast to ramp up to our launch of Brand Photography Academy instead of the usual weeks-long email sequence that we'd been doing before, that that was our go-to launch model. And I loved that private podcast. It was a huge learning experience, and I had so much fun with it. And that was what gave me the courage to launch this podcast just a few months later. And that was something, like launching my own podcast, public podcast, was something I had wanted to do for years, but I never thought that I would actually be able to do it. Like, oh, that's a nice dream, but there's no way that's actually going to happen. And now here we are, 30-something episodes in, and this podcast has become one of my favorite avenues of communication for our business. In addition to the new ideas that I walk away with, being part of a group full of people who are 
way smarter than me, has also shown me what is possible for us. My capacity of what I thought we were capable of, I did not realize how small that was until I got into a room of other people with bigger reaches, with different business models, different perspectives, and different experiences. I had limited my thinking to, we will never be able to break X number of dollars of income. There's a ceiling there. There's no. There's just no way we'd get past that. Or thinking like that kind of project is too much for someone like me. Or people like me can't do things like that. I hadn't realized how much I had boxed myself in. And having it revealed to me through seeing what everyone else was doing, that it showed me that the world is a lot bigger than I think it is, and that there is a lot more market share out there than I had thought. And that changed the scale that Matt and I began planning on. I remember the first call that I had with one of the coaches inside the mastermind. And I told her my goal for revenue over the next few years. Like, oh, eventually I'd like to to make this much. And she gave me a little smile and she said, I think you could probably double that number. And she was totally serious. Like she wasn't being overly optimistic or recklessly confident. She just was like, I think you're thinking too small. So my sphere of possibility of what Matt and I are capable of achieving is so much bigger now that I've seen what my fellow masterminders have done, what they've set their minds to, and then gone out and made it happen. And being in a room with so many other people who are more experienced and more intelligent than me, it calls me up to a level that I did not know I was capable of. And what's more, seeing everybody else trying and failing and then getting back up again and trying again, That has made me less afraid of failure myself because I know that I can get back up again and try it differently next time. It's taught me to embrace the idea of iterations. You don't have to put all of your eggs into, if this one effort doesn't pan out exactly the way that I want it to, then it's over. It's like, no, you just try again. Iterate, 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 iterate. And the networking side of being in a group like this is incredibly powerful. We've been able to sort of cross-pollinate with some of the other members when it comes to marketing, sharing with some of their audiences, and then inviting them to come and share with ours. And then almost like a side bonus, I get to work with several of the people in my mastermind for their brand sessions who I never would have met if I hadn't been part of this group. Some of my favorite clients have come as a result of being part of this mastermind, and they're clients that I've had the opportunity to work with several times over. I didn't join the group in an attempt to find new contracts, but it's been a really cool unintended consequence. So if you've been kicking around the idea of joining a mastermind, but you don't know where to get started, start asking around. Check with industry peers to see if anyone has a recommendation. You can, you know, do a poll on Instagram if you want to. Better if they have personal experience or if they can point you to somebody who does. You can ask your favorite educator if they have a group or if they're planning to start one. And then do your research, assess the cost, and make a plan for how you're going to earn that back. And if it feels like a good fit and the timing is right for you, go for it. We have seen such incredible growth as a result of being in a mastermind, and I know that there's even more I could be doing to take full advantage of what's offered inside the program. Coming up on the next episode, we'll be talking about how to receive criticism and use it for good instead of being totally wrecked by it. I'll be sharing my experience with criticism, both the constructive variety and the less than constructive variety, and then how that's gone on to shape our business for the better. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, remember to hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode and head over to abbygrace.co slash podcast for even more resources to help you blow your clients away at your very next brand shoot. I'm Abby Grace and I'll see you next time. Now, let's go get after it, shall we?